0: Hey everybody, welcome to FL Teams Live. We're glad to have you. FL Teams Live, we're here every Wednesday to talk about uh, the latest and greatest uh, news, especially if it involves our uh, beloved Florida teams. Uh, FLTeams.com is a top Florida sports source. Tremendous coverage. Follow FL Teams everywhere you get your sports news. uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube wherever you're watching this, make sure you're subscribed to FL teams. And, uh, we've got a, a sponsor for this, uh, here episode, Jeremiah,
1: as always, if you're familiar with FL teams, then, you know, we're talking about our sponsor symbol. It's the stock market for sports that basically allows you to trade your sports teams, like their stocks. Um, you can earn cash payouts when your team wins symbols, blended sports in the stock market. It offers a new way to invest and profit off of your sports knowledge. Um, Use use your knowledge to buy low, sell high, earn cash payouts anytime your team wins. So join the already 6,000 plus early adopters who've started to profit off of their sports knowledge. You can visit www.symbol.com. Check the link that's scrolling through for us. Um, When you go on, make sure when you open your account to use the promo code FLTEAMS. That'll get you a $10 deposit bonus to help build your portfolio. They've got some great things going on for March Madness as well. Over, check them out, let them know FLT send you.
0: Thank you, Jeremiah, and thank you, Symbol. Uh, we are here quickly to introduce everyone. He, he is often referred to as the Kim Kardashian of TikTok as Jeremiah Hensley. Uh we have uh Andrew Eshman. If he were a wide receiver, Trent Balky would probably be paying him 23 million dollars a year from the Jag Roar Jag Roar podcast. Andrew Eshman joins us. And there's me, I host, uh, my name's Jeff Macalino. I host Bolts and Bats in the Bay, uh, which is a podcast here on FL Teams. Uh, you also might know me as the guy who's uh, getting drunk at the bar when you're trying to get an early lunch. Uh, <laughs> anyways, let's kick off this NFL free agency breakdown. Uh, and let's start with the, I mean, the news that kind of kicked everything off, and um, Tom Brady was around his uh, wife and children for uh, almost two months before he said, "Screw this! I'm a terrible father. I'm going to go play football." Um, Tom Brady, hoping his year, uh, his his pact with Satan extends another year, he returns to the Buccaneers. Uh, well, Jeremiah, let's 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 start with you. How terrible of a husband and father is Tom Brady?
1: Uh, One PTA, one PTA meeting. Right. And I'm out. I I, I just I don't get it all the way around. Like if there's ever anyone who should be able to enjoy retirement, it's Tom Brady. I mean, you've literally done everything that can be done in this sport. You have a supermodel wife. Like I don't like I, I just walk away. But it reminds me, dude, always like every job I've worked at, there's always been one dude who was really, really good at the job early on. But now he's like in his seventies or eighties, and he's not doing as well. But he just hangs on because he's always been there, right? It's like Brady refuses to walk away. Um, and I mean, I would say you know you run the risk of tarnishing your legacy, but I don't. I don't think that's possible. I mean, the guy could have a horrible season next year, and he's still going to be Tom Brady. So I, I you know, I'm just glad he's out of the AFC East.
2: <laughs> yeah, the NFL couldn't couldn't get rid of him, man. They're like. They want that cash cow back.
0: (laughs) I'm just I'm infuriated. One of my favorite traditions is the week before the Super Bowl, watching all those 30 minute Super Bowl highlight videos. And they canceled all of those this year on NFL Network to show all of these Tom Brady's greatest hits and uh, didn't get to watch those. I like watching those with my son because I like spending time with my kids, Tom. (laughs) um but uh canceled all of that and then this little guy big guy just walks on back and says i'm back maybe i I know you all swooned over me for a month but hey i'm back i just wanted the attack i i hate it i i hate it i go away with some dignity take a year off and come back and i would respect it way more come back with another team and i'd respect it more if it's just a ploy but just to uh, it rubs me the wrong way um but this definitely changes the way the Bucks are going to be approaching free agency. They no longer have uh, Kyle Trask. They were in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes allegedly early on, before Tom Brady uh, announced his uh, comeback. And uh, you know the Bucks they they lost a couple players. Uh, Ali Marpet retired. Alex Kappa he signed with Cincinnati. Um, Jordan Whitehead signed with the Jets, but they've got a lot of free agents still pending. Uh, obviously, they they franchised uh, Chris Godwin, and they just agreed to an extension with him minutes before we came on. They've re-signed center Ryan Jensen, cornerback, their top corner Carlton Davis. Um, they traded for a guard Shaq Mason from the Patriots. I don't know why the Patriots would... Still be doing business with the Bucs, honestly, but that's another thing. And then they, they signed Russell Gage, a real sneaky good signing from Atlanta. He's really come on the past couple seasons. Uh, seasons, yes. Uh, they still have no running backs. Uh, you know, Jason Pierre, Paul, and Dominick Sue, they're free agents. Uh, Gronkowski is most likely coming back because he can't do anything without being next to his buddy. <laughs> Um, he's basically Tom Brady's son that Tom wants to hang out with. Um <laughs> So it, it definitely impacted the way the Bucks are approaching free agency and uh I mean presumably they'll try to sling together a bunch of underpaid veterans for one more run. You
1: know, you I, miss- I think Sorry. you all got kind of wonder if uh, Tampa didn't kind of in the back of their head have an idea that this might be happening. I mean, on all of our coaching carousels, we all kept asking, how does Bruce Arian still have a job? If they're blowing this thing up, why is he still there? You know, maybe the Bucs were just hanging on, waiting on this one to happen either way.
2: Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you guys, do you, do you think that's why Byron left, which, you know, that didn't work out with uh, Jacksonville? Because he knew maybe that Tom was coming back for possibly another season.
0: Could be.
1: I think it definitely, again, I think everybody in that organization probably had some sort of idea about it. And now, I mean, we talked about, you talked about not having running backs, but you got to expect that one of the two will resign. Um, Either Fournette or or Jones will come back based on Brady being back. Um, And, you know, there's other dominoes that are out there. I think everybody kind of feels like Deshaun Watson is going to be the big piece that makes everything fall. Um, but outside of that, you know, you, you still got these guys to come back. If you get a chance to play with Brady and make a run as a free agent, then, you know, it it makes it a lot more, I guess, uh, attractive.
0: Doesn't Fournette owe himself the opportunity to go sign a multi-year deal? I mean, he—it sickens me. He—he's one of the guys that kind of sickens me with the way he's devalued himself to play with Brady the last couple of years. And I get it; I get chasing the championship and all that. But you know, doesn't he want to sign a three, four-year deal? Just get paid. He's already—he's got a ring. I don't—I don't like these mercenary teams. I've—I've I've ranted and raved about it, uh, you know, many times on these podcasts. Um,
1: Mm. I, I think so. I mean, Fournette's definitely a back who, I mean, he showed it in Jacksonville. I mean, the year that Jacksonville made a run, I mean, he almost single-handedly, it was playoff Lenny, right? I mean, he he, yeah. he was doing everything. Um, so, I mean, he definitely deserves that sort of shot. I just don't know if he'll take it.
2: And he had like a bounce back season too in 2019. No one gives him any credit for that. He had like a thousand plus yards rushing, like 500 yards receiving and You know, then they kind of mysteriously released him, which I thought was stupid. I would have let him play out as last year. Um, And then you have, uh, you know, um, James Robinson there. Can you imagine that duo? I mean, that would be nasty.
1: That would be filthy. I've always loved that Fournette's not just a bruiser, but he's got really good hands. He runs good routes. I mean, the guy's a receiver, too um and again big time players make big time plays and usually when it counts in big games you can you can count on them being there for you um the godwin re-signing i mean i'm sure you know coming to terms on that's probably going to give them some cap space um so they had to free something up there taking the the franchise off of them um so i think the bucks are probably still going to be pretty active
0: yeah i would agree and uh well, let's let's use a cheap segue here. Speaking of Leonard Fournette, his former team has been very active <laughs> in free agency. Um <clears throat> Andrew, I'll kind of let you uh take the reins here and talk about uh Jacksonville. They've uh, been spending a lot of money.
2: Yeah, I mean, the theme of this uh the theme of this discussion for me could be chaching right? Cause that is what we've been doing all week. Um, obviously the Christian Kirk signing huge, I mean, massive deal <laughs> and we're, we're, we're screwing up the whole wide receiver market, right? Like now everybody's going to be asking for crazy money. Cause Christian Kirk got a uh, $72 million, you know, three year deal. Uh, insane. I mean, I think he's a good, I think he's a good wide receiver. Um, but a lot of Jaguars fans are still concerned that we may not have our number one guy. Um, I think a lot of fans wanted Allen Robinson to come back and be our number one guy. So now we're talking about possibly taking a a wide receiver at at 33 in the draft possibly. And my only issue with that is it just the wide receiver room just is so crowded right now. We have LaVisca Chenault, We have Marvin Jones Jr. We have Christian Kirk. We have um, Zay Jones from the Raiders who we signed. And I'm kind of trying to wrap my head around that signing and, how he's going to fit in. Uh, but apparently he did pretty well with um, with Derek Carr. I mean, he's a hard worker and he's got some good tape. So it'll be exciting. But, um, man, we we did spend a lot as opposed to last year with in free agency where we didn't do anything. I mean, um, it was very lackluster. But, you know, now we, we uh, seems to be having a, a good free agency. Um, I like the Brad Sheriff signing at guard. Um, you know, he's getting good money, getting big money, but, um, uh, I think that he's a very athletic player. I mean, he can pull, he can get downfield, get to the second level, make those blocks. Uh, I guess the only issue is, can he stay healthy? I mean, that's been his, his big problem. I don't think he's p- played a full season since 2016. So, but you know, we, we, we plugged the hole at guard and, um, you know, on the defensive side of the ball too. Uh, we made some good um, good choices there. Uh, we got a guy from Atlanta, uh, middle linebacker uh, Ola, Ola Kuhn, who um, was leading the league in tackles uh, last year. So that'll be nice, especially since we lost Miles Jack. Even though Kuhn doesn't play weak side, you know that'll be someone that uh, that'll be a position that we might have to f- uh, fill in the draft. Um, but yeah, and then we had there we got Darius uh, Darius Williams from. Uh, L.A. That's huge for us at the the corner spot. Um, so I think we'll have our two, hopefully our two uh, good corners, Tyson Campbell and and Darius will Darius Williams. So I'm excited. I, I mean, I think it, there's a lot of potential, um, a lot of potential for this season. And um, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, we definitely spent some money. I think we might still be 13 million. We might still have 13 million in space before the rookie contracts, before the draft. Um, So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hopefully we don't go over, but, you know, the salary cap's not real anyways,
1: guys, right?
0: No, I'm a Saints (laughs) fan. I can vouch for that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You know,
1: look, people always talk about, like, having Bill Gates money,
0: you know, when you start talking about or
1: Bezos money. We need to start talking about having Khan money. I mean, (laughs) like, I'm, look, I'm a wrestling fan as well. I mean, Chad Khan's little, little, you know, son goes out and just buys a promotion and scoops up every wrestler that's ever been cut from the WWE, just throwing cash. And pops, not to be outdone, is doing the exact same thing on the free agent market. Like, man, you mentioned that that crowded wide receiver room. What's the vision for Christian Kirk? I, I mean, did did you really pay a number two guy like a top three receiver in the league? Like, yeah, his, his contract's insane
2: it is it, it, and now you know i mean can you imagine what Devonte uh Devontae adams is going to ask for i mean <laughs> he may just buy a whole team right he may just become the owner of like, <laughs> whatever team he goes to but uh no i i agree with you it's it's up in the air whether kirk is going to be able to to be the number one guy um you know then you have marvin jones jr i mean how's that kind of going to work out with kirk i mean they're I both see them as, like, you know, number two guys, in my opinion. Um, I would have had, you know, Robinson, you know, Allen Robinson as the number one. or um, So it'll be interesting. I think we're, you know, I don't know why we would draft another wide receiver. I mean, I guess we're looking for the number one guy, but we're going to have to trade Chennault. I mean, we're going to have to move somebody out of that wide receiver room. Um, and I think if anybody, it's going to be Chenault, So,
0: And you also added, uh, now, I, I'm not a, not a fan of this one not not that's mm-hmm. a double negative mm-hmm. um because it's only a one-year deal but you also signed to Evan Ingram who's a tight end but he kind of plays like a receiver so you've yeah it seems to me like and I understand they're trying to get Trevor Lawrence weapons um it seems like they're getting him like the uh the generic brand of like you know instead of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles He's got the karate kicking gators or something. Uh, you know, it's, it's like the off brand. Christian Kirk is getting an incredible amount of money. He's never had a thousand yard season. And I get it. This is the kind of signing that if he does, you know, hook up with Lawrence and puts together a bunch of thousand yard seasons, we look like idiots for, for making fun of, you know, the Jaguars for, for signing him. Um, which I guess you you hope that's the case, Andrew. But, <laughs> yeah, I hope.
2: Um, yeah, I hope he has kind of like a he surprises us like Dan Arnold or the tight end we got from from the the um, CJ Henderson trade. I'm yeah, hoping maybe it's one of those situations. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll see what happens there. I don't know. Um, the the jury's still out on it, I mean, but I do agree. They kind of they kind of uh, they went for the the. I don't want to say Kia is bad, but the Kia instead of the uh, the Lexus or the the Mercedes, right?
1: (laughs) Look, I'll give you this, though. Doug Peterson, if you look at that Eagles team that won the the Super Bowl, there wasn't like a scream out loud number one receiver on that roster, right? I mean, there wasn't. There were a bunch of pieces of, of guys who were together, but you didn't have the one guy. Um, so it's kind of, I think Peterson's been used to running an offense in that sense.
2: Did they have Deshaun, I think, in, when they won the Super Bowl? Or that I don't think he was
0: no, he I wasn't because
1: he came back. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, think I think Alshon
0: was. Jeffrey was their number one guy. I mean, who I would say is better than anyone the Jaguars currently have. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, and and Zay Jones again, he he had a good year for the Raiders, kind of a little resurgence because he was kind of a bust. Um, but again, it's a three year, $24 million max value, $30 million just seems like a, a lot of money being thrown around. And again, yeah, we said the salary cap's kind of a myth. You know, we don't know how these deals are structured. You know, Christian Kirk, they may have an out after two, three years where they don't end up paying him that much money if he's a bust. Um, and I don't think he'll be a bust. I just think, the way you're paying him, you're expecting him to be a top five or 10 wide receiver in the NFL. And I've seen no evidence that he has that in him.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think he has potential. It's definitely a risk. I mean, it's definitely one of the riskier or riskiest signings, I think. Um, But he's a hard worker, Christian Kirk. Uh, I mean, he kind of learned a lot. I feel like from Larry Fitzgerald who was over there in Arizona Hall of Fame, wide receiver. Um, so hopefully he uh, hopefully he delivers in Jacksonville.
1: I feel like every year he's a guy that gets talked about like he's on the cubs. Everybody, I mean, like, again, I'll go from a fantasy football perspective. It's always that one dude in the room that like Christian Kirk, it's his year, right? It's always on the tip of everybody's tongue. So maybe it is just a chance to actually get free away from the Fitzgeralds, away from the Hopkins and be the
0: guy.
2: Yeah. I hope so. I definitely hope so.
0: Well, I I think the Jaguars have been the second most active team in free agency. Um, So let's talk about who I believe is the most active team in free agency now. Obviously, that's our third Florida team that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, The Miami Dolphins. Uh, Jeremiah, I'll let you take the lead on this, but they have been uh, uh, not – really huge money deals but they have been uh very busy uh even again minutes before we went live they they were making a a signing and they probably signed another guy since we went live i'll I'll have to check (laughs) on twitter to see what's going on uh jeremiah you know walk me through i know you gave a little bit of a recap a couple days ago but even since then there's there's been more
1: look i i like everything about what we're doing um you know if If you caught some of the playoff stuff that EJ and I were doing on here, we kept kind of talking about how the Rams, you know, they had like those big pieces, but when you looked underneath it, the Rams, what made them special were those middle-of-the-pack guys, the guys they drafted in like the third through the fifth or sixth round that were these key pieces, right? They weren't giant names, but they were big pieces. So what I love about McDaniel was, one, we kept the defense together by re-signing Agba, um, brought back a Landon Roberts, Uh, Duke Riley, who helps on the special teams, Um, you know, Nick Needham, all those guys that were a piece of the defense, he's brought them back together Um, and then kept most of the defensive coaching staff. Right. So I like that there's an offensive guy coming in that doesn't have the ego of I'm going to blow this all up and do it my way. He sees a unit that was functioning well and he leaves it together with coaches and he signs the key pieces that are there. I think one, um, again, they were good players and the defense was good enough to be a playoff team. Uh, and second, I think you gain some respect and trust from the other players in the locker room when you do that, right? Um, and then you got, you know, franchise tagging Gasicki. I'm all about that. I didn't really see better tight end option out there. Um, I'm also a little bit intrigued to see if there's a little bit of George Kittle in in, in Gasicki, if he can be used that way. I don't think he's as physical as Kittle. But he's definitely a great receiver. Um, and then when you talk about the signings, man, you know, we go out and get Chase Edmonds, who I think is sneaky underrated. I don't know how or why the guy can't seem to truly take over a first, like a, 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 a lead back role. He always ends up splitting or carrying it out. But, I mean, you're talking, this guy averaged almost five yards a carry last year, and he catches the ball. Um, and then you bring in Raheem Mostert who absolutely is familiar with Mike McDaniel, the Shanahan system, the way that they run the ball. I'm a big fan. Um, you know. And you still got your running back room with Gaskin um, and Ahmed. Um, sad thing is with these running back signings, it doesn't look good for the hometown boy. I don't think Duke Johnson's going to be sticking around. Um, so that's done. Um, also on the offensive end, getting Cedric Wilson. I think is another under under the radar. He's been behind the receivers in Dallas, but always sparked. He's a guy who gets separation. He has great yards after the catch. Again, sort of a Shanahan slash Mike McDaniel staple. Um, I, I wasn't crazy about Preston Williams re-signing him. Just be, I've been burnt, man. I mean, Preston Williams looks great in training camp. He's going to be the guy's physically everything you could hope for. And then he comes up small um so you know i wonder about those signing a fullback uh which i, I didn't know that they still existed in the nfl <laughs>
0: but not many um, of them
1: <laughs> i know well i was reading something about uh alec ingold that they brought in and they were like he was the third best fullback in blah 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 and i'm like third out of five maybe <laughs> like how many fullbacks top 60 percent <laughs> yeah, but again, good blocker and catches the ball out of the backfield. Um, Connor Williams, we needed upgrades across the the, the board on the line. Connor Williams, uh, last year was uncharacteristic. He had like something like 15 or 16 penalties. Um, prior to that, in the prior three seasons, he had had 16 combined. But he gave up one sack. I, I felt like there were games last year where Liam Eichenberg held 15 times and he still gave up five sacks. Like you know, so I'll I'll take the, I'll take the guy who's getting a penalty, as an upgrade on that. Um, love Teddy Bridgewater. I think that is a huge move because Tua, no matter how much one wants to slice it one way or the other, he has shown that he misses time with injury. And last year, having Jacoby Brissett to plug into that hole. That cost us games, flat out. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is very similar. Um, as Jeff, we were joking about before coming on the air, we made sure to go get another quarterback who can't throw it over 10 yards. That way we don't have to change the offense. <laughs> um, so, I, look, I like all those. I hate losing Mac Collins. Mac Collins, to me, was a big piece of – he was heart to the Dolphins. Uh, special teams player came up big, made big catches late. But they replaced him with um, Ken Crosson. Um, coming over from uh, from the Giants, who was a, a key special teams player. So we're plugging that back in. For me, I feel like this offseason has kind of shown me right away the identity of what we're going to be. And it's not hiding it. It's not secretive. You know, McDaniel did everything he could to bring in coaches of the offensive line because we need to run the ball. He's been a run game coordinator and specialist everywhere he's been. You bring in Chase Edmonds. You bring in Mostert. And then – you're an offensive guy, so you leave the defense alone and just sign the pieces that are coming back. So, so far, so good for me, man. Um, I I would still love, as I said in my little video, I don't think it's going to happen, but I'd love for Jarvis Landry to come home. Uh, just don't see it happening. But so far, man, I think all of these little moves are solid and none of them are high risk. We don't have a Will Fuller that we just gave $10 million to guarantee, right? These are all good, easy contracts to deal with. And uh still leaves a space to keep moving on maybe hopefully a couple of these offensive linemen.
2: Jeremiah, I was mad when you guys tagged Gusecki. Me too.
0: Because, <laughs> because,
2: because honestly, I I think the Jags should have gone after him if he if he hadn't been tagged. Um, I also wanted Ertz as well. Like, so I'm a little upset about that. But do you think do you think Gask- Gaskin's the number one running back for you guys, right? Like
1: or you know, one A. You know, he would start it, but then you get Ahmed was coming in some. Duke Johnson took carries. Um, they always said they wanted him to be number one, but I don't think he's got the cut for it. So I think it's a wide open as to who's going to be that guy.
2: Interesting. Okay.
0: Yeah, I it's um, interesting. I, I, I Individually, I like every move. By the way, the, the way to turn Gesicki into George Kittle, I think is just a, a meth addiction. That's just an observation of George Kittle. Um, But, uh, like, I like all the individual signings for the Dolphins. Uh, I do think Teddy Bridgewater is a good backup to have. Frankly, if you asked me to choose between Tua and Teddy as my starter, I would pick Teddy. I think he's more of a – look, we know what he can and cannot do, but all of these moves to me – look like a team that's just trying to be good not great I don't know if that makes sense it's not and I get it I'm, I was I was ranting about mercenary teams so I'm, I'm not saying you go sign the splashy free agent but you've got real limitations at the quarterback position there's no there's no way to, to get around that um, you don't need to have a top five quarterback to win a Super Bowl the Rams just proved that. Um the Dolphins have a good defense. You know, they, they kept it good. Top 10 probably. Uh their offense, they're just gonna pound the ball. Is but I I just look at it like this. They've got a juggernaut in their division with the Buffalo Bills. Uh and uh yes, Isaac puts on a great point here. I by the way, if I'm McDaniel, Bridgewater and Tua are in a competition for the starting job.
1: I hope so. I do. We made that mistake with Tannehill. We never pressed Tannehill. We never brought in anybody to push him. I'd love for it to go into open battle. Win, win the position.
2: What did they? What did they give Bridgewater? Because I know at one point he was like one of the highest paid backups in the NFL. Uh,
0: one year, six point five, fully guaranteed, worth up to ten mil with incentives. Wow, so, uh, a, a relatively high paid backup. Um, the Saints did. He was the highest-paid backup when he was with the Saints, and that was a year Drew Brees went down with a thumb injury, and he went five and zero stepping in for him. Uh, so I mean, he's he's proven his value as a backup quarterback. Uh, frankly, more than he has as a starting quarterback. Unfortunately, um, he's a smart guy. He's an everyone loves Teddy Bridgewater. I, I've yet to meet a single person, fan or or teammate who talks about him who does not have glowing reviews to say about Teddy Bridgewater. So he will always have a job in the NFL as long as he wants to play. Um, frankly, I'm surprised. Now I know he's from Miami, so that maybe had something to do with it. But um, someone's trying to mess with me in the comments. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, so, hey, so, uh, so I, I see you, Jameson. Um mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I'm surprised he didn't wait for the Deshaun Watson uh, sweepstakes to, to wrap up to see if, you know, Jameis Winston is the is the only, I would say, accepted starting quarterback who's out there in free agency. You've got Mariota. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I think Teddy Bridgewater or Marcus Mariota is kind of a toss up personally. Uh, depending on the style of offense you want to run, if you want you know a little bit of run mixed in, you go with Mariota. If you want short, you know a short passing game, you go with Teddy. So I'm kind of surprised he jumped at signing with the Dolphins so early. That's that was my biggest shock. Is a lot of the dominoes haven't fallen in this free agency sweepstakes because Deshaun Watson is holding everyone hostage. Um, so I'm kind of surprised yeah, I- Teddy just went ahead and and agreed with the dolphins this early.
1: Who knows what that conversation was though. I mean, publicly you're going to say you're behind Tua, but maybe he's coming in with the understanding it's an open competition. Um, I don't know, you know, if Bridgewater is coming in under that or if he's not, but um, what's funny, Jeff, is I agree with you. We're making moves to be good, not great, but our offense just needs to be good. It was god-awful. If we can just make the offense good, the defense can, can carry its weight the rest of the way through. Um, so,
0: But have they done enough to catch Buffalo? And let's not even just say Buffalo. You've got New England. They were a playoff team. I know they weren't, you know, head and shoulders above Miami. Uh, but they, they were a playoff team with a quarterback who presumably with a year of experience gets better. Um, they've got two teams ahead of them. You know, lucky for the Dolphins, they do have the Jets in the division. Um, but, but, it, it, You know, the Saints and Bucks have the Falcons. You, you guys have the Jets. So there's always one team, right? I don't want to talk about Ooh. who it is in the AFC South. <coughs> um, I knew you were going
1: to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But – but have the Dolphins made moves that catch them up to, to the Bills or, or even the Patriots?
1: Uh, Patriots, I say, yeah. I mean, we, we handled them pretty well last year. Um, you know, the, the Patriots, I think we're right in that same league with um, Buffalo. I was not a happy guy to see Von Miller sign with Buffalo. I could have done without that. In um, one of the Miami Dolphins, like uh, groups that I'm in, As soon as that signing was announced, there was just a meme that went up that was like, great, now we need 10 offensive linemen. (laughs) So, uh, I I don't know, man. I've got an inside perspective, so I get soft at heart on this. I I think we can absolutely contend for a wild card. I don't think we've overtaken Buffalo yet. Um, I don't know. From the outside looking in, Andrew, what do you think?
2: I think you you definitely have a team that you're going to be contenders. Um, I really like your secondary. I mean, you have um, um, what's it is By is it Byron Jones and, and the other? Um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on his name? The other, no, the other you got
1: Xavier. Yeah, Zabian
2: Howard. Yeah, who I I thought the Jaguars should have picked up at one point, but um, yeah, yeah you guys have good corners. Defense is good. Um, you're gonna play that smash mouth football, like you said, Shanahan. Uh, you guys got a fullback too. I missed the days when we had a, we had a good fullback, and we we went to the AFC uh, championship game. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I think you guys are going to be contenders, though. Um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, he's he's going to win you games. That's the bottom line. And like you said, he's going to he's going to help push Tua. Uh, it's going to be an interesting training camp. Um, just watching those two guys kind of battle it out. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's good for Tua at the end of the day too.
0: 100%. And, uh, sh- shout out to uh, Big E. Thanks for listening. Uh, hey, Big E, not Big E. Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, you know what? though? I, you said that good for Tua. Fitzpatrick was good for Tua. They had a good relationship. Tua is a hardworking kid. Um, he seems to buy into instruction. So having a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, who some might say, Jeff, has the same limitations that Tua does, and has managed to survive in this league for a while, it's not going to hurt to have that guy in his ear into the QB room every week.
0: Yeah, he's not going to make mistakes that lose games, although I I would argue he maybe did that a few times in Denver last year. Uh, but, <laughs> but but when he was in New Orleans, again, he started five games. He just – the offense was one of those games I was at in Jacksonville. The Saints won 13-6. to six. He just didn't make mistakes. He didn't need to light up the scoreboard. The defense took care of it. And I think the Dolphins have a similar philosophy of just don't make mistakes. You know, keep drives going as much as you can. We don't need to score touchdowns on every play. Just try to pick up four or five yards every play. And eventually the defense will, you know, bail us out.
2: Yeah, what's that? Uh... Defense wins championships,
1: right? So defense in a running game, man.
0: Yeah, that's what why you, don't do you want Apple on your defense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's shift to uh, let's shift to uh, just looking in the divisions here, and we, we've obviously just talked about the AFC East. Let's talk about the AFC South. Uh, the Titans won that division; they were the one seed, uh, but they certainly aren't uh, a giant that really scares, I don't think, anybody. Uh, the Colts were a team that should have made the playoffs, but you know what they did the last week against the Jags? The clown show. <laughs> uh, the, the, the Texans who we don't – the Texans are, are the weird team because when they trade Deshaun Watson, we don't know what they're getting back. Um. Davis Mills obviously looked good last year, but we don't, you know, is Baker Mayfield going to be included in a trade? Is he better than Davis Mills? Um, I assume Matt Ryan is not someone they would want in a trade. That's a weird Atlanta with Matt Ryan is a really weird situation right now, I'd say, but regardless, have the Jaguars made moves where they can compete in the AFC South?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, the the defense we we beefed up the D line a little bit. We got um, this guy from uh, the Jets, Foley F- Fakutazi, I think that's how you say it. Um, so so we we were beefing up the the defensive line there. Um, you know we have that guy Ola Olaquan, um, who we got who flies around the field. Um, so I think that's going to be good because our linebacking core was just not not good last year. As you heard, probably Miles Jack got released. Uh, he's going over to Pittsburgh of all places, a team that we embarrassed. So now I got to listen. Now I got to be heckled by all my Pittsburgh fans or Pittsburgh friends rather. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, (laughs) but, but yeah, I think, I think we've, our secondary is, is probably going to be a lot better too. We have Tyson Campbell who was a rookie who, who, um, we drafted out of Georgia. He he played um, pretty well the second half of the season. He was kind of thrown into the fire. Uh, made some adjustments with a dumpster fire coaching staff. Urban Meyer. Uh,
0: <laughs>
2: so if you can uh, if you can be successful in that kind of setup, um, and then you you have an actual legit coach that comes in, Doug Peterson. Um, I think the team's going to look just remarkably be- uh, remarkably better. You have Mike Caldwell, who we got um, as our defensive coordinator from Tampa Bay, I think is going to do a good job, revamp this def- defense. Um, so I-, I think we're, we're, we're definitely going to be contenders. I'm not worried about the Titans. Um, I don't know. Ryan Tannehill, to me, is just kind of underwhelming as a quarterback. Uh, Jeremiah, you know a little bit about that, right? this is what rc17 does
1: he yeah. underwhelmed
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah underwhelmed um he does he can run around a little bit you know so you have to you have to have good outside contain but um yeah I, I'm, I'm not i'm not really worried about the titans i think it's just you have to be able to shut down derrick henry and if you take him out of the the picture i think the titans become kind of that one trick pony
0: it's uh, the Jaguars are one of those teams I could see w- even winning the division. Um, one of the many teams who are just thanking God right now. They're not in the AFC West. Yeah. <laughs> that division. Th-
1: that would be it's trouble. Crazy. You know, Jacksonville to me is absolutely interesting because of what you mentioned going into this, Jeff, the other teams within that division, They all have their own question marks right now. I mean, even though they had positive pieces, they're way more in question than Jacksonville is. You don't know who the quarterback's going to be in Houston. You really don't know who it's going to be in Indianapolis, right? And then in in Tennessee, they just released Julio Jones. They can't find anybody to go across from A.J. Brown. And you're still strapped with Tannehill, which, you know, is a managing of the game. But again, if you don't have to cover somebody outside of A.J. Brown, and you can stack the box then they can be beaten um and then for me i i i like the young sort of unknown if we look back at like what we consider to be great great quarterbacks the peyton mannings right um the, he, he's the first one that comes to my mind even troy eggman back in the day they struggled mightily their first year there was also a really big jump in year two and I think Trevor Lawrence has the possibility of doing that. Doug Peterson made Carson Wentz keep getting contracts. People keep signing Carson Wentz because of Doug Peterson. Um, <laughs> so, um, and, you know, you don't know what you're going to have with Travis Etienne. Um, is he going to be able to split out like a receiver? What, what's he going to bring to the game? Is it going to be Debo Samuel-like? Um, I like the Ingram signing at tight end. I think, again, when that guy's healthy, he makes plays. He's, he's a tough cover. Um, So I think there's a lot of interesting pieces there. And you know, James Robinson is going to be way more involved now that urban Meyer, I, I still don't know what urban Meyer had against James Robinson, but so I, I think they're very interesting in that division.
2: Yeah. I don't know what the hell urban was thinking, benching, you know, James Robinson, a diamond in the rough, pretty much thousand yard rushing, you know, season the year before that. And an undrafted free agent, like where do you find that? Like, let me know where you find that because it's pretty hard to find
0: (laughs) the uh uh, trevor lawrence is going to improve from the sole reason obviously he's athletically gifted we've seen him in college we've seen him even flash in the nfl not as much maybe as a lot of people would have liked but uh he has a coach who's more interested in winning football games than finding co-eds after the game this year (laughs) i think that's going to be a big benefit to trevor lawrence and his in his second season. Just a hunch. I don't know.
2: Yeah. You're really going out on a limb there, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so, yeah like, you know, and then watch if this all happens, Christian Kirk is going to be Cooper cup. He's gonna lead the only league in receptions. We're all going to eat our
0: words. Well, well I, I just thought the Jaguars just proactively went out and signed all the wide receivers, so the Titans couldn't replace Julio. So,
1: uh, <laughs> hey, that's that con money, buddy. That's that con money.
0: Know <laughs> <laughs> your enemy.
2: <laughs> we, we, we want to take all the wide receivers and then make it so you can't sign
1: anybody. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> nobody has wide receivers except for us. We're you know we're not going to be that bad.
1: <laughs> you own the trade market. Yeah.
0: Speaking of a glut of wide receivers, the Bucks have an embarrassment of riches. Uh, Evans, you know who's good, unless Marshawn Lattimore is covering him. Uh, Godwin, who's good all the time, and Russell Gage, who's really coming on. I'm almost surprised he signed on to be a number three receiver. Uh, I I think he could have gotten a, a. I mean, you know, the Bucks are going to use three receivers a lot so it's it's not that he won't have a chance to see the field but i'm kind of surprised he didn't look for maybe a a, a bigger opportunity for targets regardless the bucks were in the division that uh had no quarterbacks uh you know a week ago yeah i mean now obviously that's somewhat disrespectful to matt ryan but matt ryan is you know the guy who blew a twenty-eight to three lead in the Super Bowl. So there's that. Um, Taysom Hill is a tight end playing quarterback. He he was the king of the division quarterbacks, I would say, until Tom Brady decided to, you know, leave his family to come play with, you know a game. Um, now the Bucks division, though, it's almost impossible to talk about because three of the four teams that we're visiting with Deshaun Watson are <laughs> in the NFC South. Uh, Cleveland being the other and all the reports I've been seeing are that it's between Atlanta and New Orleans, uh, his hometown, Atlanta and New Orleans, where he can actually win, you know, what's he going to choose? So the NFC South whole landscape is going to be interesting because presumably, you know, and, and I don't want to gloss over all of the off the field issues, uh, but for this podcast purposes, let's just look at it from a football perspective. I obviously understand the substantial issues and, you know, as a Saints fan, I'm very conflicted myself if he becomes the quarterback. Um, but that's moving that all aside. This is a young. There's no doubt he is a I would say he was a clear top five quarterback before he took a year off. Um who if gets traded into the NFC South, the Bucks are going to be battling this guy for a decade and a half, probably. Um, this is a a monumental uh, groundbreaking type move in the NFL. I, you know, I, I don't want to overstate it, but it, it really is. Uh, he's probably never going to be available again. Quarterbacks typically just, They'll get re-signed. They'll get, you know, they'll figure out ways to keep them. whichever team gets them, uh, assuming he keeps clean off the field, of course. Um, it's an interesting, you know, it, it's interesting because whichever team gets him, you would think becomes, well, that's that's the team the Bucks are going to be battling for the number one spot. The Saints obviously have a great defense. Uh, they have Michael Thomas coming back, Alvin Kamara. Uh they were not traded to the commanders.
2: Um
0: uh it, it, clearly the best situation for Deshaun Watson if he wants to win, but he might want to go home and play in front of 72 fans uh in the Atlanta stadium with a close Chick-fil-A on game days. Um are the bucks you know again i guess it's i guess it's too early is what this whole diatribe is is about is that it's too early to say are the bucks the clear favorites cuz deshaun watson's going to be a wrecking ball in this division whichever team he picks unless he picks the browns um you know do you do you think the bucks with their holes are a clear front runner in the nfc south or do you think you know, again, the, the Saints get Deshaun Watson with all those weapons and that defense that has had no problem shutting down Brady over the past couple of years. Are they, you know, who, you know, are they the, the, the top teams in the NFC potentially?
1: I think the Saints situation is the only one that would scare me, really, because if I look at the shape that Atlanta's in right now and the shape that Carolina's in, those teams would be no better than the teams that Deshaun Watson went five and 11 with plain and simple. I mean, the talent wise isn't going to be any better. And I mean, Deshaun Watson went five and 11 when he was putting up pro bowl numbers and was a top five quarterback in the NFL. Um, it'd be interesting to see him with weapons around him. And I think new Orleans is interesting. That's a scary thought. And Cleveland is too. I mean, if he ends up in Cleveland with Amari Cooper, um, you know, and then the running game that they had, between uh, Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt. I mean, that that gives you all that you can do. I don't think, you know, Carolina or Atlanta become automatic contenders just by putting him on the roster. I think New Orleans does. It does uh,
0: – uh, let me ask you this, because here's the, the other factor in this. With Deshaun Watson – uh, Atlanta has Matt Ryan, who again has his issues, but I would take him over Tua uh, or Teddy, to be quite frank. Um, what uh, you know, what kind of market opens? Obviously, Jameis Winston is probably the top free agent. I think the reason he's in a holding pattern right now is because they, I think, he's obvious to go back to the Saints if Deshaun Watson goes elsewhere uh baker mayfield sounds like even if they don't get watson he might want out uh matt ryan's been quiet kudos to him but he's got to be he's got to be pissed off too that that a team he's been the quarterback of for i I think this would be like his 15th season or something uh is you know rolling out the red carpet for someone who again he, he does have his issues off the field matt ryan has been a you know seemingly a a real good guy and and he's done his best he's got his limitations mainly you know you know his play a quarterback Um, (laughs) uh, but, (laughs) but you you've got a lot of dominoes really hanging on this Deshaun watson thing uh do you think if if do you think the dolphins entertain another quarterback in the scenario that Baker and/or Matt Ryan shake loose.
1: I can't see it. I mean, McDaniel went so far out of his way to plant the flag on Tua, and you know, and, and I think the organization, Stephen Ross and, and Greer, saw what they saw in Tua, so they want to give it a year where they feel like he's being supported. Um, I'll give you a flip side on Matt Ryan, man. Maybe Matt Ryan's being all quiet because he's looking at Matt Stafford raising up a, a Super Bowl trophy from going to a team that was contending and he's realizing that if Sean comes into Atlanta, Colts still need a quarterback. You know, I mean, if Matt Ryan ends up on the Colts, the, you know, what does that end up doing to the Colts? Or, you know, I don't think he would be inner division, but on the Saints, if you're going flip around, I mean, is Matt Ryan looking at that last shot of glory as well? So maybe that's the whole, you know, they said Atlanta has been up front with it, which I think is real cool, right? They just basically told him, they're like, yeah, we're entertaining Deshaun Watson. Like, at least they didn't hold press conferences every week, pretending like they weren't um, like Miami did for half the season. But um, I, what what do you think about the quarterback situation in the South, man, in the NFC, Andrew?
2: Yeah, um, do you you know the Baker Mayfield thing is interesting. Um, do you see him Do you see him going to Atlanta, like or like possibly going to Atlanta, or maybe? I don't know, like, uh, Indianapolis maybe or something like that would be an interest. That would be an interesting trade. I don't know what the trades would be, but, um, I don't know. and Like Atlanta or Indy would be, I could see him probably wanting to go to Indy, Indianapolis probably. Um, cause I think he's got, I don't know. I feel like he's got a better setup there, you know, with Jonathan Taylor and, and, and just the team, you know, um, so I don't know what do you guys think about that. I was just I was kind of mulling that over in my head <laughs> as we're talking
0: about it. That it makes sense. I think they're kind of lying in the weeds here. You know, as far as again, there is going to be there's Jameis and there's going to be whatever quarterback Deshaun Watson displaces if he goes to Cleveland or Atlanta uh, that that shakes loose. And uh, there's also Jimmy Garoppolo still sitting out there. Oh yeah, uh, I forgot about him. so I think. I think they're kind of also in this hostage situation where they just need to know what, what Deshaun Watson, where he's going so they can see who we can get, because obviously Matt Ryan's not going to be his backup. Baker Mayfield's not going to be his backup. Uh, It is interesting because I do think from everything I've been reading and hearing that he is, Deshaun Watson is going to face a six to eight game suspension. So, the only team, also, by the way, that I think that could get through that is the Saints with Taysom Hill. I don't I, you know who who's Matt Ryan's not going to agree to sit on and be a backup and start the first six games of the season for a guy arrest uh suspended, excuse me, suspended for alleged sexual assault. Uh and nor should he. <laughs> Same goes with sure. Baker Bayfield. Um, so I think they're kind of waiting to see what what shakes down with where he goes and then they'll make their decision after that. I'm kind of surprised they didn't try to get Watson, honestly.
1: Baker is, is really interesting because like, even though we small saw like a small growth in Cleveland, like if, if you're considered to be a quote unquote star in Cleveland and the Browns decide they don't want you like that, that's, that's hurtful. Like Jarvis Landry demanded to get out. OBJ demanded to get out. When you're the dude who's like, I'm going to stay in Cleveland, it's like, eh, nah, not really. Like, that's just got to be – and that whole letter that he put out to the city of Cleveland just spoke to that. He was like a brokenhearted middle school girl. (laughs) You know, I mean, it was like, Baker's in crisis. I don't see him coming back to Cleveland regardless of what happens. Um, so I think Indianapolis does make a lot of sense. That's, that's interesting. And then you talk about Jimmy G floating around. I mean, yeah, you forget, but you know, he's still very much in play.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we can all agree. We just want Deshaun Watson to pick his place so that people can start. <laughs> he He's kind of creating a log jam. I know that, for example, the the top, a lot of places I've seen the number one available free agent before free agency opened, was the Saints' left tackle to Ron Armstead. He's basically openly said, I'm waiting. If Watson goes to the Saints, I'm going to go back to the Saints. Otherwise, I'm taking the most money. Um, cool. That's if the top free agent domino can't fall because he's waiting to see what what the quarterback situation is. You know, just just make a decision, Deshaun. Come on. Give us something more to talk about. I was hoping he'd do it during this podcast, but cool. –
1: <laughs> you gotta think about compensation, right? I mean, that's really gonna be a part of this because Houston still has to be willing to give him up for something. Well, they talk so, about Carolina possibly sending McCaffrey.
0: So the, um, the four teams who were able to meet with him, they had to agree to their compensation prior to even getting a meeting. Oh um, so the the understand the common uh thought is that every team had to offer three first round picks, a good young player or a good young player, and potentially multiple players or an additional pick. So the common rumor with the Saints, for example, is the next three first-round picks. Their right guard, who who they drafted in the first round a couple of years ago, who's been terrible, Caesar Ruiz. Uh, but again, he was a first-round talent. Maybe a change of scenery helps him, uh, and a third-round pick. So that's the rumor with the Saints. Is that's the compensation? Um, that's you know, from a Saints perspective, that's not that much. To, to... I,
1: I I keep forgetting that Houston's not ran by Bill O'Brien anymore. So like, no. actually demanding quality stuff. No, <laughs> yeah,
0: it, the trade compensation would have been a box of Omaha steaks, a seventh round pick, and a bag of footballs.
1: By Bill O'Brien. Uh.
0: Well. Gentlemen, uh, any any parting shots before we wrap up uh, this week's FL Teams Live?
1: I, look, I think we got a lot more to come because when the Watson thing falls, we're going to see what it is. Um, this is a good time of year for football. I, I like it. The free agent, you know, signing period gets going, and then we move in toward the draft. Um, so, you know, I, I think all three of us have some uncertainty, yet a little bit of hope. Right. That's what this year is always this part of the time of the year has always given me as a dolphin fan that hope that I don't get during the season. So it's good time spinning it out here.
2: Yeah, I second that. I mean, we had tons of stuff going on with free agency, so I got tons of uh new content to put out. Uh, but I'm glad we did this discussion because it's just exciting, you know, to talk about the potential of, you know, these players in the upcoming season, especially for the both the Jaguars and the dolphins. I think there's going to be a lot of exciting things. And, and also with the saints too, Jeff uh, with the whole Deshaun Watson situation and we'll see how that unfolds. But uh, yeah, this, this was awesome.
0: For sure. Thank you gentlemen for joining me this Wednesday. Hey folks, make sure you subscribe to FL teams everywhere. You can Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Uh, Probably a few other things I'm not thinking about. Um, Do we have a TikTok? I don't know. Jeremiah has a TikTok
1: though. (laughs) I think I think think Isaac's holding one down. I see FL teams over there.
0: All right, all right. Well, then on TikTok too, if if you can follow FL teams, do it. Um, You know, uh, thank you, Andrew from the Jag Roar podcast. I said it right that time. (laughs) Nice. Thank (laughs) you, Jeremiah hosts fins in the Sea. He's also a TikTok extraordinaire. Uh, and me, you can check me out on Bolts and Bats in the Bay if you're a Lightning or a Rays fan here on FL Teams. Or you can check out my podcast, the Jeff Macalino podcast, very creatively named. Um, for all of us, and remember, every Wednesday, we'll be here on FL Teams Live to uh, chat with you about... Uh, The latest and greatest news, especially when it pertains to Florida sports teams. FL teams, FL teams, FL teams. (laughs) Out.